And now we're going to do something everybody likes to do. All right, here we go. One, two, one, two, three, four. Yo, 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 this is Charlie Tuna from Jurassic 5. This is Mark Ray. This is Craig Charles. And you are now tuned into Joints and Jams with Shaka Loves You. With Shaka Loves You. With Shaka Loves You on Soho Radio. Listen on the slide. You're going to have tiny legs. Nah, longer, longer fingers, I think. Yeah. I can ruin any party, mate. <laughs> Just say no. <laughs> And, and, and good luck on y'all show, man, for real. So- Welcome to Joints and Jams, where Shaka loves you. We're going to be with you for the next two hours right here on Soho Radio.
Alright man, how we doing? Yeah, really good, really good. Another show? I'm a little bit sad though. Summer festival season is yeah. officially done for us. It's behind us. Sun's gone, autumn's here. Sun is definitely gone in Scotland. I don't know about where you're listening. But in Scotland it's uh, it like dark by 9 o'clock last night. Yeah, proper winter vibes now. But by the time this goes out, I will be 40 <laughs> and have been in New York. Yeah, so Marty's going to New York no, for I, I don't want to rub it in. So if I tell you, you I was going to New York? <laughs> if you want to avoid New York holiday spam, then just uh, stay clear of our Instagram for the next week. <laughs> yeah. Because it will be bad. It'll be full of posts of just me doing cool things. Yeah, I'm just secretly jealous. So what we got coming up today? We've got music from Stro Elliott, Anti Flow. We've also got a track off the new Bomb Strikes Disco Funkin' compilation, that's volume two. And there's a few edits from us thrown in there as well. For the album feature this month, we're gonna do Raphael Sadiq's new album called Jimmy Lee. And it's first studio album in eight years for him. So we're gonna play a few tracks off that later on. We've also got a chat with Mr. Crafty Cuts. Managed to grab him for a chat on the phone earlier on in the week. And then we're going to have the usual live mix to finish off. That first track you heard was Sampa the Great with Final Form. And now we're going to go into Betty Wright if you think you've got soul. Think you got soul 
Everybody get right to the pillar and pillar. Come on. So in that section you heard Betty Wright, If You Think You've Got Soul. We then went into the Menahan Street Band, Make the Road by Walking, and it was a vandalised edit. And then we finished off that section with Stro Elliott and the track Kamal Coltrane. Obviously Stro Elliott, now a member of the legendary Roots crew, house band for Jimmy Fallon. Stay tuned, we got three more tracks and then we're going to get into the album feature.
started off that section with the Ritchie family I'll do my best that was the scientist edit so they actually made a film with the village people I don't know if anyone's seen it before it's called Can't Stop the Music and uh, it was a huge flop fa- yeah <laughs> huge flop I think it was one of the worst films ever made going IMDB or Rotten Tomatoes but the soundtrack actually did really well because it had tons of great disco on it there you go disco saves the day and then we had a couple of tracks from us First one was Benny King, Music Trance. That's unreleased at the moment, but keep an eye out for that one coming soon. And then we had Dennis Coffey, Livewire. You can get that track over on our Bandcamp page. So we're into the What's Hot section of the show now. If you've been listening to previous shows, you'll know what it's about. Each month we just pick a different album uh, to focus on, play a few tracks off it, and give you a little bit of info about it. You can hear this album and loads more stuff if you go to our website and go to the What's Hot section. There's podcasts, mixes, albums, anything we've been listening to over that last month, we, we chuck in there. So there's loads of good stuff. You can go back through the archives. Just head over to shakalovesyou.com for all that. This month we've chosen Raphael Sadiq's album. It's called Jimmy Lee. It's his first solo album in eight years. He's been working on loads of other projects, writing for people. I think, he's, I think he wrote an album for Solange, did some stuff with Elton John. It's a pretty personal album. It talks a lot about his troubles with his former management and also the uh, the death of his brother. Quite a deep, quite a personal album, but it's uh, it's really good. It takes in R and B, soul, funk, hip hop elements. If you like any of that stuff, you'll uh, I think I think you'll like it. Also features Kendrick Lamar on one of the tracks. And I didn't realise, but he was Raphael Sadiq was uh, mentored by Prince. And I actually noticed the first track, I was like, literally, vocal sounds so like Prince, and a lot of the instrumentation was really Prince-like as well. So we're going to play three tracks off the album. We're going to start with Sinner's Prayer, then go to Rikers Island, and then finish up with So Ready. From east to west, north to south, the station of now, Soho Radio. Thank you. 
Eight millimeters in microscopes. Fingers on the triggers aimed at my dome. They're gunning for me with loaded tongues. Just trying to get home. Prodigal son. See, I'm not running. I'm in this fight. No, I'm not guilty. Hope the most high can see my heart is in the right place. My hands are folded, my knees are bending when I say,
So that first track you heard there was George Duke, Brazilian Love Affair. That's another one from us. You can head over to our Bandcamp page and pick that one up. Next we had Staying Alive and that was the Funky Butt Brass Band cover. Try saying that one quickly when you're <laughs> drunk. And then the last one there was Flevins. That was actually a exclusive track that he put together called Revival and that's part of the new Disco Funkin' compilation from Bomb Strikes. If you've never heard of Flevins before, he's released on labels such as True Thoughts, Jalapeno, Lack of Afro Records. And he's also picked up support from Zoe Ball in her Radio 2 show, Craig Charles in his Radio 6 music show. So we were lucky enough to actually get sent a, a promo of this. Thanks Tim and Glenn. Shouts to the Bomb Strikes guys. And it definitely doesn't disappoint. He's got some exclusives from himself, and there's also tracks from Purple Disco Machine, Dimitri from Paris, Ray Mang, Crack and Smack, loads more great tunes on there. And that is out on September the 27th, so look out for that one.
So there you heard fellow Scotsman Anti Flo with Havana Rhythm Dance, and that's off his latest album. We then went into Le Babar featuring Lee Wilson, a track's called You Are Everything, and that was the Seb Junior remix. And this track in the background is now how good your French, because this is this is a heavy French. I think it's pronounced L'Imperatrice, which means the Empress. Check you. And the track's called Sequences, and it's the Parcels remix. reached the interview section of the show now. Early in the week I managed to grab Martin, aka Crafty Cuts, for a chat on the phone. I'm sure at some point over the years you've heard about Crafty. He's, uh, he won't mind me saying, he's been around for a good long while now. He's a world-class DJ, record producer, label owner, and he's just a general all-around good guy. We chatted about what it was like to be a Red Bull 3-style judge, some of the crazy tours he's done in Australia and New Zealand. Also chatted about his new album and what it was like touring and working with Mr. Charlie Tuna. So let's get into it. Here's the chat with Crafty Cuts. So, so we're here with Martin Reeves, aka Crafty Cuts. Crafty, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, thanks. Yeah, not so bad. I'm feeling like 
the end of summer is, yeah, is nigh. It's coming to that kind of time where the festivals are winding down and you kind of get a bit more time at the weekends, eh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So how was your summer? It was really eventful, actually. Done some great shows recently with Charlie, played a couple of really good festivals, moving festival. Which I saw, which I know you was there was 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 excellent. Yeah, that was a that was a really good one. Yeah, there was just I didn't do as many festivals this year because I'd just been concentrating on on finishing this album, yeah. The Adventures of Reluctant Superhero, and thinking about obviously the next venture as well. Because while you're doing that, you're obviously thinking about what your next steps after that are going to be, so yeah. that you're organised and and ready to take on stuff when it's finished it's, it's kind of it's just the way i do things really i just constantly love writing music so when i get in a rich vein of form i just get stuck into it you know and just take um the ball by the horns as i say so i want to get to talking about the album in a little bit but let's um let's kind of dive back into your your past first and um, so my first introduction to you was uh i worked out it was when i was about 15 years old um and i used to religiously buy mix mag uh, every month um and as you know they did the cover cds back when yes. cds yep. were a thing um different different dj every month and one one of them was uh, your instant party mix do you remember do you remember putting that one together i do yeah i i i literally it was the first big thing i'd ever been offered to do really? i'd done slam the brakes on one and I think I'd done I can't remember exactly what I'd done before that but that there wasn't much that had come out on a big scale that was going to promote me so something like that was massive because it was a free CD on on the front of Mixmag and everyone used to buy Mixmag and DJ Mag back then if you was a DJ you and it had a free CD on and you knew that there was an artist that you liked whether it was Timo Mass or the Plum DJs or whoever you wanted to check that CD out because that would be like um, something that you think, oh, is this the next big wave of, or is this going to be something that's coming through? Because they're always on top of their game mix. Yeah, back, so. totally. It was really my first kind of introduction to to that style of, of DJing and that style of mixing because I was a total househead growing up, so I kind of only really knew about you know mixing two house records together, or, you know, of a mm. fairly similar BPM. So that one, I just when I first listened to it, I didn't even understand how it was put together and how you were mixing and and you know obviously there's scratching mm-hmm. scratching on it as well so it was kind of like my almost like my gateway into you know that kind of scene and and then it obviously f- found other djs off off the kind of back of that so it was quite a big mm. quite a big uh, uh moment for me no oh, thanks mate i appreciate that it's it did open the door for a lot of different styles of music like the funky breaks the the kind of heavier style of breaks in in little moments yeah. and kind of blending some funky sort of housey disco stuff yeah. with a good cool bass line and then you know just like shake down at uh, get down yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I don't think many people knew what that record was and obviously they went on to do it at night and I can't yeah. remember who shake down is but they're quite well known sort of French yeah, house yeah, producers yeah, yeah. I think and um you know at night it was massive yeah it but, st- um, still is <laughs> yeah because no, purple disco machine kind of did a a, a a remix of it just fairly recently oh really well there you go it's just got to prove that disco sound is back again but oh, totally that that was one of my favorite records yeah. and i absolutely smashed that in the clubs when i used to play at fabric 
I used to drop that and people used to love it just because it had such a nice vibe to it. Yeah. And it just used to make the girls dance and when the girls are dancing on the dance floor, the guys are just, you know, straight on the dance yeah, floor. And totally. there's, a, there's a good energy and there's a good vibe in the club. So what was it like being, you know, obviously you're pretty kind of integral at the forefront of that scene. What was it like when it was, you know, at its kind of peak? I was incredible. I'm not going to lie to you. I had some of the most incredible shows. Yeah, I can't even explain to you some of the shows that I had with Dynamite when we went on tour. For some reason, Breakbeat just was massively popular in Australia. Yeah. And I was lucky, lucky enough to to find one of the best agents in in the world in Fuzzy who toured me across Australia for many years right. and they were touring really big acts like well you know they went on to do like Daft Punk and Skrillex and Fatboy Slim and stuff right. and they'd done some amazing tours and I remember speaking to Ming from Fuzzy and he's saying look we're going to really try and get you on this big day out tour which I knew about which was an amazing like six day tour where it went from it was Perth Adelaide Melbourne Brisbane Sydney and they'd done two shows in Sydney so seven dates in all and um, Auckland in New Zealand mm-hmm. and he rang me up and I remember never forget this Jamie I never forget this because you're in you're you're on this festival I was like oh my god this is amazing and the two Sydney shows alone were 40,000 people wow. and it always sold out literally the day of release tickets bang and it literally had the biggest headliners I mean and the tour that we done because there was the big uh, boiler room which our tent was called and then there was the main stage and then there was a couple of tiny other little stages but the boiler room stage Sydney one was 40,000 Melbourne was like 20,000 and there was two shows in Sydney and then Perth was 15 Brisbane was 15 and Auckland was about seven. So these are big shows for me and Dynamite to do. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. as soon as he told me, I went in the studio and I made edits, I made tracks to fit this set, and it had to be on bang on an hour. You couldn't go a minute over. It was yeah. bang on an hour. So the lineup on our on our stage, and we had literally, we were like third from the end, and Carl Cox was finishing it off. Wow. And then I think there was, um, before us was Uncle Live, and then after us, uh, it was LCD Sound System Live. Wow. So we were sandwiching between two live acts. And so, then there was Dizzy Rascal we played earlier. Because yeah, yeah. that was just when he was making the move. Um, yeah, yeah. But on the main stage, there's Rage Against the Machine, Bjork, Friendly Fires, I think, were on there. Yeah. There were some big acts at the time. And there big was lineup, like, yeah. Oh, it was amazing. And I got to hang with like um, with Tom Morello and Rage Against the Machine. I got yeah, to meet yeah, those yeah, guys, yeah. which was brilliant. And I even got to meet Bjork, which quite odd <laughs> yeah <but laughs> so i noticed on my newsfeed this week that you shared a, a memory from about five years ago um from when you were a judge on red bull freestyle so <laughs> for people that maybe don't know what it is just maybe quickly explain it and then yeah tell us a bit about what your experience was like uh, and was it back who you were yeah i'm really glad you asked me that jamie that's really really thoughtful and uh and uh, that's a good insight to to a phenomenal point in my career. Um, I just released my first podcast, my golden era hip hop podcast. It just blew up amazingly, like out of this world. It literally went to number one in the official iTunes podcast, which I couldn't even dream of. And you're talking like hundreds of thousands of plays. And to get number one ahead of like 
Annie Mac and blah blah blah. This is just a good time because this was just when podcasts just started to get popular or just yeah, kind of yeah. people starting to understand about podcasts. And it took me ages to put that podcast together. But I interviewed, you know, like some like Cash Money and some other people. Yeah. And it just got that it got noticed by, you know, Kenny Mack from um, yeah, yeah, yeah. McIntyre from Red Bull. Yeah. In, in Vancouver and he, he asked me and said would you be a judge and I was really into like you know mixing and scratching and stuff like that yeah. and I thought this is brilliant so Red Bull Freestyle is basically mixing three styles of music or more so rock hip hop jazz funk disco whatever yeah. as long as you mix more than three styles of music within five minutes set I think it's five or six minutes you basically um you know, it it was it made it more interesting, and yeah. that's what they tried to encourage. So they tried to encourage all forms of dance music as well. Yeah, and and it was just phenomenal. I mean, the judges was me, Z Trip, D Styles, Jazzy Jeff, Scratch Bastard, and New Mark. Yeah, and obviously Cuba was there. Yeah, and I just got to hang in an amazing hotel in warm weather with my idols yeah, yeah and just i got to meet and make friends with so many people it was just i'd never been to azerbaijan so that was quite an, an, an eye-opener yeah and we went to all these little clubs and then then a couple of big clubs and you got to see all the different styles of djs from around the world and sk 3 won it that year German oh, guy. okay yeah was that the year he won it right yeah, and yeah, he yeah. was exceptional. He put a really good set together. Kind of like it was like listening to DJ Premier, but like with dance music and 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 hip hop all mashed up. He was really clean. He was really clever. And there was other DJs playing uh, sets individually as well. There was Four Coloured Zach, yeah, yeah. who was a former world champ, That's right. and there was another guy from France who's like a disco house DJ. I'm trying to figure who he is. Oh, He's um, was he not the? Was he not the guy that won it the first year? Yes. Uh, yeah, he's, I, he's amazing. He's really good. So good. God, he's, he's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, but I got to, I got to, you know, really understand um, what DJing was really about. These guys were exceptional, and they were dedicated to the to their mission to be the best scratcher or the best beat juggler or the best, you know. And and I think at that period then. People were then starting to make do tone play, yeah, yeah. and uh, the S9 mixer had just come out, I think it was, and they were just really starting to use the abilities of mixing and scratching to another level, yeah, yeah, and, and incorporating trap, jungle, drum and bass, break beats, some house stuff in there, and EDM stuff at the time was just starting to get popular. Yeah. So that sort of music was was you know it wasn't so much in in that vein, but the other music and forms of music they were putting together was just really creative and a lot of these DJs were bloody good yeah they are amazing and um, just hanging with Jazzy Jeff and Cuba and D Styles oh Shortcut Shortcut was there as well he's like my favourite DJ in the entire universe he's scratching it's just phenomenal and Scratch Bastard as well just just another level and I you know I was honoured I got to play two sets Nice. And we got to hang together and do barbecues every night. <laughs> Did drink a ton of Red Bull, I've got to say. Because <laughs> um, it was so many late nights. But yeah. it was just a lesson that... Um, imagine having like 
DJ lessons for a whole week yeah. from your favourite DJs on the planet. Yeah, yeah, totally. And also learn about music and learn. I, I, I learned how to be a better DJ. Yeah. I learned so many different things. And I went on to interview all the DJs there and then put them in my future podcasts. And also, the most amazing part of it, I made loads of new friends. get onto the new album um adventures of a reluctant superhero it was out last month start last month is that right that's right yeah, yeah. um yeah. and obviously it features charlie tuna from jurassic 5 on uh, on the album so just tell us a little bit about how that kind of relationship came about and then how that evolved into um making the album well basically 
I met Charlie through the Funk Hunters when they were touring about two years oh, yeah, ago. Yeah. And I said to him, I've, I've been trying to get a record to him for a, for a few months, but it just wasn't happening. And I'd done this track, the Hands High track, um, and I'd went instrumental. And I'd, I, I said to Charlie, um, when the Funk Hunters had just done a show in Brighton, the next day they came down to the studio and they brought Charlie. And I didn't expect, obviously, to make a record. I just expected him to hear it and go, oh, this is great. You know, maybe if I get time, I'll do something on it. Yeah, yeah. That's all I expected, nothing more than that. Yeah. He literally goes, wow, this is this is, this is is really cool, man. Amazing. And literally, yeah, I'll get in the, in the booth. And he, he got in and he wrote hands high. And I was like, wow, that was amazing. And he, he said vocals about Barnail and, and stuff like that, which he saw a Barnail just, <laughs> right. um, in, the, in, the, in the woods where we were. And basically, the magic just happened. And, um, and then I'd done It Ain't My Fault with Dynamite on my All, all, four, all four Corners album. Yeah. And then I said to Charlie after that, I said, look, we've done some really good tracks. And then we started touring together. He, he wanted to do some UK tours because the Funk Hunters were so busy doing their thing. They didn't, they didn't really get a chance to come to the UK because they were busy in America yeah, and yeah, Canada. Yeah, of course. But Charlie had a massive following over here, so he'd come over and suddenly next week, you know, me and him were doing like 50-day tours over the summer and in the winter. Yeah. And we were going everywhere off the back of hands high and I ain't my fault. And then suddenly I said, look, we should write an album together. And he was like, yeah. And then he come up with the idea, the, the kind of superheroes thing with Jake the Detonator. Yeah who done the artwork yeah and then we just sort of progressed with that and then we got the narration done which was the last thing that happened on the album he he managed to get sky because he'd worked with sky for more cheaper before ah, and right, my yeah. manager abel reynolds bless him he managed to get omar so that was a oh, big amazing. thing for charlie because he was an amazing fan of and a big fan of omar's right and then obviously I got Dynamite and Harry Shotter and I said to Charlie, look, why don't we try Lyrics Born and Gift of Gab because I really like them. And then next thing you know, everything was just falling into place and every track was just like, wow, this is really good. This has got a good theme. It's got a good, you know, it's got it's got something there. It's got something to get your teeth into. Yeah. You know, people might say, oh, it's gimmicky or they might say this and they might say that. But you need some substance with an album for it to stand out and be different and memorable. If you look at Tricky Technology, that was at the beginning of a new era. That was the, the, that was before ghetto funk had even been thought about. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm not saying that what we did was ghetto funk. And you know, what I'm saying is that was kind of merging hip hop with electronic. And we, me and Adam, really managed to nail that. I think. And I think that with this Charlie album. You know, there's a, there's a magic and, and something special about it with each track having a purpose and a meaning to make the whole album fit together. And Charlie's just a brilliant, brilliant rapper and he just has a really good way of making hooks. And him and Dynamite just work so well together, especially when we've done the live show in London. Yeah. I just realised that having Dynamite on stage with him is just such a phenomenal feeling and such a great they they work together so well yeah yeah yeah. and i just i just see the magic unfold and charlie's just the most professional vocalist you'll ever work with he's just he nails it every time he's good at writing lyrics he's amazing mm. lyricist and he's a really hard worker and he works really good on stage live and basically you know adventures of reluctant superhero was just it, it took two years to make it longer than we anticipated. Yeah. But I think the actual outcome and the finished product with the artwork and theme and 
the music it works really well in the narration i think it's i think it's an exciting and interesting and fun album to to own have and listen to so just before we finish up any other kind of upcoming projects you want to shout about or you can you can tell us about um i'm working on a mix which i literally nearly finished today next week i'm just going to put the fi- final touches it's my next podcast it is um a crafty and charlie podcast amazing and basically it is all of our own hip-hop records that we've released and made over a period of time so it's like Charlie's stuff from Fish Out of Water and yeah, yeah. all his solo stuff along with his J5 stuff and loads of these collaborations that he's done with various um, artists as well and then there's all my hip hop stuff that I've done and some new stuff that I've released and then basically I've done a mix with it and really gone to town with it like dropped acapellas over instrumentals really rare stuff on there as well and some really cool stuff and I've put the mix together and it's about 30 minutes long and then they'll probably have like 10 maybe 15 minutes of me and Charlie um, talking about how we put together uh, the album and obviously a little in-depth chat with Charlie about his influences over the years and his experience of of, of making hip-hop and who he's worked with and stuff and who he... um, who inspires him and stuff like that. So just a little insight into to Charlie and a little bit about me as well and my hip-hop roots and stuff like that. And Because basically I started as a, a DMC um, a DJ. I tried, I entered 1989. Oh, really? DMC? 1990 was the first time I entered. And I got to, like, um, the semi-final sort of heats, and that was the year of, like, Cut Master Swift and Pogo and all the best sort of, like, era of UK DJs. And I I was just... And DJ Mink and loads of really, really bloody good... Loads of bloody good DJs. So I was out of my depth with these guys. (laughs) So I just spent my time learning how to mix records as well as cut and scratch. And um, I, I, I... I suddenly found myself like DJing in clubs rather than scratching and mixing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used my scratching and mixing skills to make my sets more interesting, really. And, um, you know, if anyone wanted advice, that's what I'd say, you know, learn about your music and knowledge of music to perfection. So not just about whether you're a house DJ, house music. Yeah. Learn about the roots of house music and disco and funk and what you know what house DJs would sample or what they would be their backbone to help them write their music and then try and incorporate you know mixing acapellas and and making edits for your set and just making your set stand out from from everyone else and yeah you know that's what I've always tried to do from day one really is just try to make my sets different and, and, and stand out from 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 the crowd and hopefully people you know have appreciated it over the years and the input that I've put in and my passion and my love and and you know I still feel like the best is to come from myself and you know I'm gonna release loads of other new music over the next year as well i'll probably have another album and another ep and i'll probably do some more stuff for westwood which was really good fun i might have a bomb strikes ep by the end of the year so there's a lot of good music still to come from me amazing amazing well that's uh that's a good place to leave it there man thank you so much for uh taking the time to chat to us really appreciate it crafty oh that's all right jamie and it's great to see you guys absolutely tearing it apart since i first saw you 
at that amazing festival in Scotland. Oh, yeah. Was Where it, was it? Uh, Kelburn. Kelburn Garden yeah, Party, wasn't Oh, my it? God. That was so good. And you guys play. I come on after you and you literally, I literally was like, God, how can I take it any further from this? That was, a, that was last year, wasn't it? It was a good year, that one. That was, yeah, it was a good party. Yeah, I think it was about two, two, three years ago. I can't was remember it? what yeah. it was. Oh, they all blend yeah. into one, don't they? They do, mate. But <laughs> it was brilliant, and you know, it's good to see you guys doing really well and writing some really good music. And thanks, man. Appreciate you know, it's, it. it's great. It's great because obviously, me and Charlie have seen you a couple of times when we've been to Glasgow, and you guys have always been there to yeah. support us and stuff. So it's really good that you're doing your thing as well. And I know Charlie feels very proud and and happy to see you guys doing your thing as well yeah he's a bit of a legend old charlie he is indeed well listen i can see you've got a go because it's five to ten good luck with your set tonight yeah yeah wicked man thanks again mate all right jamie take care yeah you too mate peace out mate i am the magnificent and i'm back from the shack of a soul boss with the most thundering storming sounds of soul on soho radio shucks on mate Come on, brothers, hit me back one time. Ouch! All right, out of sight. Get your bodies 
night so still Oh, I build you a kingdom that hounds on the hill So we've come to the end of the show now. Thanks very much for sticking with us. If you want to catch up with us online, just check out Shaka Loves You. You can go to our website, shakalovesyou.com. You can head over to Instagram, Facebook. We're pretty much everywhere. If you like the music you've heard, you can head over to Spotify. We've got loads of playlists you can check out. And you can also play back previous episodes of the show by heading to the podcast section. You can also check out any upcoming gig dates that we've got over on our website. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We've been Shaka Loves You, and we'll see you next time. Bye.